Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on this Friday evening. It's another edition of the Arms Boom and Leg Project, broadcasting live from the Little Heart Studios in beautiful Lambsburg, Ontario. My name is Arms Boom and Leg. Very happy to have you along for the ride. As always, we are in the project, which means this show is about great people, great things that are happening in Windsor, Essex, and the world, and new episodes drop weekly, and we'd love for you to be a part of the program. You can comment. We are broadcasting live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And you can catch the rebroadcast on a couple of different sources as well. My guest tonight, absolutely amazing individual. I'm proud to call him a friend. We'll bring him on just a few moments, but some housekeeping to get to. Yes, we make my son Liam listen to the podcast, the past episodes of the Arms Movement Like Project available on Spotify. And you can watch the past shows on YouTube as well. Last week, we had the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Castle on the program and his episode was awesome we kind of nerded out around the end so check it out on youtube and then next week we dive back into the music scene chrissy cochran and mike hargraves the husband wife duo will join us on the program to perform and to talk about their experience in a covid world as musical performers very excited to bring them on the show even more excited to bring my guest the one and only mike teaves joining me on the program this evening mike what's going on brother how about you I'm good, man. I'm good. Now, Mike, for those who are joining the show today, is a videographer, a man of many talents from the beautiful town of Harrow, Ontario. And uh, Mike and I have known each other since 2015, and I wanted to uh, invite him on the program because it's been a long time. So first of all, it's not just you. You got Rudy on yeah, the show, too. For the time being, until he sees himself, and then he starts acting up, or he starts barking. <laughs> because I have to cater everything that I watch to him, like... If it looks like re anything remotely to a cartoon, like, I mean, sorry, a cartoon, like animal or anything, he'll just bark at it. So <laughs> I'm actually surprised he's doing really well right now. Oh, he knows he's on the show and he's got to be good for dad as well. So yeah. tell me a little bit about, uh, before we get to, to Rudy and how important Rudy is to you, let's get into your background. Uh, how did you get started and and, 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 and and getting into the world of uh, videography? Let's get into that. Um, well, actually, how I got started in videography is uh, through skateboarding, really. Like, I, I bought my first camera at the age of 16 because I just wanted to make skate videos with my friends. Um, and then uh, and then I just I moved on to just, like, little digital cameras and GoPros. And uh, and the funny thing is, is I, I really wanted to get into videography and start shooting um, just, like, events and stuff like that because I would always make these videos called Good Times, and it would just be, like, a year in, in review with all my friends and we'd always watch them every year. And the funny thing about that is you and Carrie actually asked me if I could film their, like your wedding. And all I had was a GoPro and a, a digital camera. And I'm like, I don't have the equipment for that, but I honestly, that's what really got the ball rolling. And I'm not just saying that just because I'm on the show or anything like that, but I <laughs> literally, it's like, if you believed in me that like I could film your wedding with such little equipment, like, Obviously, I had to turn your your wedding down, but I'm glad I did because there's no way I could have done a better job than the video that you had like at the time. You know what I mean? So, so it was awesome. Yeah, uh, that's how I got into it. Well, I mean, I, I met you back in 2015, and you know, we would hang out and then do you know see each other at certain parties and whatnot. And and I would see your stuff. I, I'd follow you on YouTube, and then Carrie would say, "Oh my God, Mike posted just the funniest video, like literally the funniest video." So then I'd see it, and I'm like, "Man, this guy's really talented." <laughs> I, I saw it even then, and I'm like, "So when we got hitched, I said to Carrie, my wife, there's got to be maybe a remote possibility." that we could get Mike to do it. But I get it. Like, I, I'm glad you yeah. were at my wedding. So yeah. you could enjoy yourself. So you weren't like running around. But you dive into this world and 
you say to yourself, okay, well, here's the thing. How can I become a really good uh, videographer? Because I want to show you something here. And for folks who are watching the show for the first time, Mike is a very talented man, but he's also a very, uh, he's got a very unique way of doing things when it comes to videography. Like you, you take a look at this, you're kind of dancing with the folks here. You're getting into it. You know, things are going along. This one, you're climbing over the fence to get the shot, right? But this oh, yeah. is all fun and games, right? Dancing <laughs> in it as well and having a little bit of fun. But you have these moments where you, I love this one. Boom. Right there, up close and personal. But you have these moments where you have to have fun when you're doing this stuff, right, Mike? Right, you have yeah. to enjoy yourself. And you do this to kind of accentuate who you are. I got I to gotta be completely honest. All of those shots turned out horrible. But <laughs> it was no. It, it was all about the funny thing is, is uh, uh, the first like in two thousand. I think it was two thousand nineteen in September. I had like a string of like seven weddings, like uh, all back to back. And the first wedding, I I thought of like a really funny idea to just like do a barrel roll, just like roll on the ground and pretend like I was like filming. And I I just like I put it in my story and I hashtagged it hire me, and. Uh, and then everybody, everybody was reacting to it and stuff. I'm like, okay, like every single wedding, I'm just going to do like these little hire me's and like, just like make a goof out of myself. And that's how I became like more confident with my business too. Just like, and sh you know, being goofy and just like showing more and more my personality. I asked Mike if he ate the salty dog on TV. <laughs> I, uh, not. oh no, no, I did. I did. did. I did eat the salty dog. Yeah, I did. Okay. I so. Yep. Mike Ophi, good guy. I know Mike for, he's a, he's a singer in the YQG. He's a great guy. So there you go, Mike, uh, Mike Teves eating at the salty dog. Uh, but you're so sorry, interrupt as, as we go on here. So you're, you do these because you stand out from the pack, right? It shows people that you're a real person, but you're showing people that you're very creative as well. And that's had to benefit you when people want to hire you. Like one of those shots was actually Carrie's cousin. I know they hired you for their wedding and they were very happy with the, tur the turnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, which one was Carrie's cousin? <laughs> Uh, that is Justin and Natalie. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that wedding was amazing. Like, uh, such a fun party full group. And the funny thing is, is that was the first time I ever shot a wedding where I actually went into like the limo and filmed. Like, I just like, I went with them everywhere in the limo and they were just such party animals and wild. Like one guy is just like, have you ever been to one of these weddings before? I'm like, no, he's like, this is what's going to happen. That guy's gonna be on top of the table singing. This guy's gonna have his shirt off. This guy and like and by the end of the night, he was absolutely right. I swear, I swear, like I saw a guy like on the table with the shirt off. I look over at him, he's just like nodding. He's like, yep. <laughs> it's how do you okay? Here's my question. As a as a videographer, you you do these weddings, you, you get into that party mode, you have fun. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the craziest thing that you've seen at a wedding? Uh well. Obviously, I gotta I gotta say my friend Josina wiping out on a skateboard was probably one of the craziest things. That <laughs> this yeah, that's got this yeah, right here, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. So you're filming this? Yeah, I I filmed this, and then I had a second shooter with me, <laughs> like on the on the back of the the uh, the truck as well. But we had like a wide and like I had a tight. But um, yeah, the funny thing is, is Corey and Josina are really good friends of mine, so. When they were over and we were talking about their wedding, we're like, yeah, like we're going to set this up. We're going to have a, a pickup truck and we're going to, you know, film this. I'm like, oh, that's, that's so awesome. Like, that's that's amazing. And uh, we were laughing at the fact like, oh, what if somebody wiped out? But we had no idea that Josina was going to wipe out. So as soon as she wiped out, 
everybody was like, well, that's going viral. <laughs> and I asked her, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I post that tomorrow? And she's like, yes, please tag me. So I posted it the next day within an hour. It was already being like shared by a ton of different, like big Instagram pages, like uh, big skateboarding pages, like uh hall of meat, like thrasher and like the barracks, they shared it. And, uh, and then I was just getting bombarded by like uh, Juke and Media and like different companies wanting to like license it. So I was able to to like license that clip. And then um, any like all the money that that I get from that, I just split it with the, the couple because obviously I wouldn't have that clip if it wasn't for them. So. Oh, like, I mean, they obviously are skateboarders, right? They, they enjoy yeah. skateboarding. So, I mean, what was her reaction after she wiped out? Was it like devastating? Cause some, listen, some brides. Oh yeah. yeah no. Like, like if you get, if the wind blows the wrong way and it messes up their hair, it's game over. I mean, she's like head first payment pavement there. Yeah. Honestly, she's taken, she, that's not even the first time she's went viral for taking a slam. Like she, they're, they're both skateboarders. So, um, they're pretty tough and she, you know, like you got to give credit to her because she went down and she didn't even let go of the bouquet. Like she just like went down. She's still hanging on to it. She had the bouquet in the hand. Like it reminded me of like a time when I was a kid and I was riding a bike and I was borrowing a Game Boy from my friend and I wiped out on a skateboard or like wiped out on my bike and I had the Game Boy right in the air and I'm just like, I saved it. <laughs> and I just felt like it felt so accomplished. But <laughs> so, I mean, crazy times. You, you, you obviously love what you do in the wedding uh, realm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how that has affected you in terms of the pandemic. I mean, obviously things, I saw some of your videos on Instagram, uh, walk me through what's going through your mind, March, 2020, when all this starts to lock down. Oh, okay. So, uh, funny thing. I have a, I have a, I have a funny story about like, so right in uh, February, I, uh, I met a couple, I met a couple at Starbucks and we were talking about their wedding and I was like, I was going over my payments. I'm like, yeah, I do like three, three payments or whatever. And she's like payments, more like payments, hand me, hands me a full envelope, just like just cash. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, one week later, the pandemic happens. And like, I ended up buying a lens with that, that, uh, I, I bought a lens with that money because I had another project in March that I was, I was going to use that lens for. And, uh, that, that project ended up getting canceled. And then their wedding ended up, they ended up just going with like, uh, they just got married like at a, a like you know like really small private wedding and uh and ever ever since then ever since then like my all my weddings have just been leapfrogging like you know that scene from happy gilmore where uh happy is just like he's got like he's got all like all the names and he's like putting himself up it was it was just like that it was like i was just constantly, i had a whiteboard and i was like racing names and stuff like i couldn't resend contracts for a little bit um but uh yeah it's been kind of crazy but obviously like i made a i made a skit about that too because um it's 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 crazy like i don't take too on too many weddings like i take on like about 14 a year mm -hmm. and even that was kind of crazy like i'm like yeah i have 14 this year but all of my weddings have been pushing a whole year in advance so like i'm like okay like i have 13 and now i have one in 2022 and then uh, it's just it's weird it's it's crazy but honestly uh just going with the flow. Like I, I tell all my clients, like whatever you decide to do, I'm just, I'm there. Like regardless if you guys have like a five person wedding or like a 200 person wedding, like if you're having the day, I'm going to film it. And, and I did that for one wedding too, because uh, uh, I filmed the wedding where they put on some heavy restrictions two days before. 
and uh, their photographer backed out and they had to like rush to find another photographer. And they're like, they're so like let down. They're just like, you know, we understand if you want to back out and like, you don't want to like film our wedding. I'm like, well, are you still having it? And she said, yeah. I'm like, well, like I'm going to be there. And honestly, it's like one of my favorite wedding videos too. Like it doesn't matter if you don't have like the entrance, like the first dances, like speeches, like you can do something really fun and cool and like make a cool memory with all your friends just to show with everybody. You don't need all those, like those other extra things. Right. So. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see, I think when the pandemic loosens or we get back to some version of normal, uh, yes. you know, Carrie, Carrie and I were talking about this the other day about how much the wedding industry will change or any kind of major event will change. It's like, you know, when we did our wedding, we had like 175 people ish and we wanted to even keep it less than that. But um, I don't know. There might be more of a focus on just having like your your very close family nearby, right? And yeah. I think that might be a big change for a lot of folks. I mean, it's hard to say, but I'm glad that you're doing well with you know, despite the pandemic. And it doesn't hurt that. Okay, plug for Rudy again that you've got this just adorable, adorable, adorable pooch, who's just you know the light of your life. Here's some close ups. Oh, yeah. This little slow mo oh, no. for this guy. Oh, there. You know, he's on. He's on. And. Uh, Tell me about this guy. Yeah, I mean, you love this. You love this dog to death. Mm -hmm. Beautiful dog. Yeah, I, uh, he's my best friend. Uh, we've been through thick and thin. Uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to say. I've, I've made so many skits with him. I've probably made made more skits with him than I have filmed weddings for sure. <laughs> like, it's amazing uh, what pets can do, though, right? Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, he's, he's nine and a half years old. His, uh. He was born December 21st. His middle name is Winter. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. Good yeah. Name. So yeah, yeah. We take I take him for walks. Uh I need those walks more. I mean, just as much as he does, just to like clear my mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's a beautiful dog. And I mean, some okay. of his I mean, some of Mike's content, by the way, if you want to see it online, you can search Mike Teeves on YouTube. But uh, of course, check out his website too, which is uh, MikeTeavesFilms.com. Um, and Rudy's been there for you no matter what. And then, you know, that's something when you talk about, you know, clearing your mind, I know the mental health issue and mental wellness has always been a really big topic for you. It's been something that you've worked on. I know you work with Canadian Mental Health Association on some really cool initiatives too. Um, yeah. Tell us about, tell us about that and, 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 you know, kind of getting yourself to that good place that, you know, you can be creative and you can be you. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, I started, I like, I, I started working with, uh, with a Canadian mental health association. Uh, I actually, I have a good friend. Uh, his name is Steve. He's actually like a, he's a mentor of mine. He used to be a, a photographer. Now he owns a, a business called flow hardwoods, but, um, he, um, he's like, he's a huge, he's a huge mentor of mine. And he, he actually, uh, gave me the, he gave me the suggestion. He's like, he knows like how big I am on mental health and stuff. And like, a bunch of stuff that I, I went through and like just a bunch of different, um, just healing and I guess like therapy and CBT and like all, all that stuff. Uh, he actually suggested like, Oh, like there's this event called rock your soul. Um, he's like, you should, uh, he's like, he's like, man, you should try to see if you could film a, a gig there. Or he's like, or he's like, you know, like it'd be really good, uh, to get your foot in the door. And, um, and so I, I, I like, he hooked me up. He said, he, reached out to Cam or like it was Jasmine and said, uh, Hey, like, would you mind if, uh, somebody donates their time to make a video for this event? And they were all for it. Right. Cause it's a, it's a free video. 
So I made it and I had like, I had the best time. Uh, I had the best time. And then I, even after I, I finished doing the video, I just felt so accomplished that like I was able to work with like such a, like an awesome organization. Like, even, like just something that like, like you mentioned earlier, sorry, buddy. Uh, just like being able to work with people that you want to work with, right? Like things that you believe in. So, um, and so ever since, ever since then they've, uh, like me and Kim, uh, me and Kim, uh, we like, we keep in touch and like, I've, I've done four, like four different videos for CMHA and I actually just finished another video for CMHA. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not allowed to talk about the subject on it yet, but, uh, sure. no, it's good. that one's, that one's done too. So it's, it's just cool that they just reach out to me and, and I feel very comfortable with them. Like even, even after, even after, uh, like filming projects, like being able to talk with some of the people at CMHA and, and they just ask me how I am. It's almost like a free therapy session for me. It's like, I just like, I just talk and like, I'm a very transparent person, but like, they just ask sure. me how I am. And it's like, when people ask me how I am, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I just like, I just start spewing out. I'm just like, yeah, this and this and this. And so, yeah, I just like, I'm very happy. I'm able to have like cool references like that. I think that's cool that you are able to, you know, take mental health in a very positive way and to say that, you know, I know some of the things that you've dealt with, some of the things that you've gone through, some of the things that you continue, you know, we were talking before we went live about how important it is to kind of be in a good place. Mm -hmm. Would you say that, you know, having that opportunity to really focus your skills and talents and doing what you love is so crucial uh, to, to, to getting to that good place? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, because obviously, I mean, I don't know if it, how obvious it is, but like, I, I suffer a lot from like low self-confidence and stuff like that. So it's, it's constantly like just trying to like improve myself. Like it's a constant competition with myself, trying to like make the next video better than the last, but not even just that, but like educating myself more, like not even just educating myself more when it comes to like editing stuff, but even just like self-improvement stuff, like, uh, realizing like even like certain triggers or reminders, like, like, you know, like, why am I acting so weird? And then you like, you start to realize like certain things remind you of certain things. And then, um, yeah, just like, yeah, just working, working really hard at, uh, and also, also not forgetting why I got into it in the first place. So, um, I just want to work with the people that I want to work with. I want to work with like easygoing, like fun, uh, people like myself and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot where and, I was going to go with that. <laughs> I, I think that's crucial though, right? Like you, I think everybody comes to a point in their lives where they think, okay, what is worth my time and stress and what's not? And, and, and how do I continue to fill that cup? I've used that term a lot. It's like, I want to do things. I want to be surrounded by people. I want to be connected to people that encourage me, support me, challenge me when they need to challenge. But also get who I am as an individual because I don't think yeah. anybody is perfect by any means, but I think that people can come from a good place and they should come from a good place. Cause I remember when I was talking to you back in 2015, when you were doing the electrician gig and there's, mm -hmm. I mean, nothing wrong with being an electrician. I think mm -hmm. kudos to people who are in electric or electricians or in the skill trades, whatever. But I remember you like just talking to you and just getting this vibe that you weren't happy. Yeah. Right. And you weren't happy in that particular role, but to make that jump, to do what you do full time, that has to be a big leap of faith in you and then a leap of faith in your abilities too, because that's a scary thing to do. But yeah, I would say that it's, it's all for the better. I mean, you're thriving. Yeah. And honestly, uh, when I was, when I was in, uh, 
industrial electrician. I was, I was one for seven and a half years. And before I quit, I was, I was doing the video thing part-time for maybe like a year. And like, I had just like, right before I quit, I had just like rebranded to my tease films. Cause I was tease videography for like a little bit. Um, but anyways, I, uh, I just, I feel like I, I really just get the energy from like everybody around me. So like, it, like during weddings, every, like everybody's so happy. I honestly, I feel higher than I've ever been in my life. Like when I'm filming a wedding, I'm literally like running around. I always like impress myself how charismatic or just like witty I can be with like just complete strangers. And, uh, and when I was at the electrical place, there was a lot of like negativity. Um, I just, I didn't have anything in common with anybody that was there. Like it was either like fishing cars, which makes sense because I looked, I worked in the shop it was, I just like, not I that just, there's anything wrong with that stuff. No, not, not it's, it's not your cup of tea, right? That's basically, for me. yeah. Yeah. So like, and that, and like, I just, uh, I found, I found myself like being negative too, because like people, like people just had like a really negative mindset and like people weren't happy unless they were miserable pretty much. And, uh, that's what I always kind of like repeated in my head and like, just like, I don't know, certain comments, you kind of just take inventory and stuff over time and you're like, man, this place is toxic. And, uh, although it was like really hard to quit, like even I had family, like out, I talked about quitting like my job and my, some of my family were like, Oh, what about the benefits? What about the stable pay, the pension? But like my mental health was like not doing too good. You know, like I had to go to the doctor for mental, like, and I, I was diagnosed with a GAD like back in 2015, 2016, when, mm -hmm. when, um, when I realized that I had to be like away from home or whatever, like, I don't know, like, like a bunch of different things triggered or whatever. But I realized that like, I, like I went to the doctor and they were just like, like, and I was having panic attacks. I didn't even know they were panic attacks. Like I remember one time at work, I had a panic attack and I had to be carried off in an ambulance. And the next day I came back to work and people were calling me shaky because they thought like I was having a seizure. Not, not that you should even make fun of for anybody for anything, but it's like, but I was getting made fun of because I was having a panic attack and like, I didn't even know it was a panic attack at, at the time because the doctors were like, we did blood tests and stuff like that. You're fine. And didn't know. Right. So, um, I, I just like things like that I think about and I'm like, and now I think about like the people that I work with now and like how positive and like I attract all the people that I want to work with. And I'm like, man, I'm so much happier. Yeah. Panic attacks, Mike are not something to joke around about. Uh, you know, I had my first panic attack back in 2013. Uh, I was working in radio at the time. I just quit smoking. I was a frequent chain smoker. Every time I tell Carrie I used to smoke, she was like, that's disgusting. And I, I quit. I mean, I, I, it is like, I would do this. I do the six o'clock news. I would do the six o'clock news. I'd light up a, a dart as they call it. And then all of a sudden I put it out and I'm, we're live. It's like the old anchorman thing, right? Like, oh, we're live, put out the cigarette, you know? Oh my God, right? And I, of course, I'd be on location. I wouldn't be in the studio. But I, I, I was a very heavy smoker, and I quit. Combined with that stress, negativity, uh, and being, I would say, and I think you and I are like, like, uh, like, like that is like we're very emotional people. Where we, we can kind of sense the vibe of everyone else, and we thrive on that. Uh, I remember when I, I, I had to drive myself to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. They did the whole thing, blood tests, everything, and they said we think you have had a panic attack. Um, and I've only had two other ones since then. I had another one a few months after that. And then I had one my first time walking through Windsor Regional Hospital 
um, after we brought Liam home from sick kids. Uh, that was, it was something I was able to control, but I remember just like that feeling of crushing, just like I couldn't escape on my yeah, chest. Like but, impending doom. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, even if you look at, I mean, the topic of mental health, and I said this for many years, many, 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 many years. Um, if you were to talk about mental health, even 15 years ago, it's a, it's a no-go. It's a taboo. But like, it still amazes me that in 20, 2021, that there are still workplaces, there are still uh, uh, organizations that don't embrace the mental wellness aspect for their employees fully. So mm -hmm. I'm glad that you're able to get out of that environment because I, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you were talking, you and I were talking about this before we went live tonight. Life is way too short mm -hmm. to be anything but somewhat content and happy and are surrounded by some positivity because you the attitudes of other people affect your attitude 100%. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, that, and honestly, like I, I just try to, I try to take on like the projects and everything that I know that I can do and that I'm passionate about and that I can put time and effort into. And, um, and even like, you know, I, I had an opportunity to do videos for like colleges and uh, universities and um, it was going to be like a pretty hefty project and they wanted like a video for each each program and I was already stressing out so much because I, I, I figured already that it was going to be a very corporate thing and it wasn't like I wasn't going to be able to put like my own personality on it and stuff and although it would have been good money it would have been a lot of time and it just would have sucked like the honestly my soul right out like I, 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 I'm, I had to like pass I'm just like I thought about I was already stressed now, so I'm just like, pass. No thanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no thanks. I'm it's funny how that goes. That. Well, it's funny how it goes with that content creation, right? And maybe that's something we can talk about too, because I think you're so good at it because it's such your content is so filled with personality. And I mean, there's something to be said, I think, in today's listen, in today's day and age, people are getting content 24 7, 365, down to the second on their phones, wherever they are. So what kind of content are you doing that's really resonating? Like if you follow into that corporate mindset sometimes, and I get it. Yeah. It's like you're putting all that effort and all that energy into something. And then it's kind of like the wash, rinse, repeat of that content. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to watch that because it just becomes noise. But then if you do a little bit of that personality, that 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 connection to the audience yeah, um, and, and showcase yourself. I mean, that, that goes back to your videography work when you started doing the Hire Me stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, people must have said, wow, this guy's like pretty cool. And I can relate to this. I can relate to the content. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm happy people can like, it's, it's honestly, sometimes I get so nervous, just like sharing certain things. I have to just like share it and then like walk away. But, uh, <laughs> but sometimes like there's, there's sometimes where like I make things and I never, I don't even share it either. So, um, so with like the things that I want to create and stuff too, it's like, I, I don't, I don't really put myself in a box of like, I want to make you cry or I want to make you laugh or whatever. It's like, I literally just want to like make, I just want to make things that like have purpose the things that just make you feel in general, just like, like I do want like to provoke emotion. I don't want you to be like numb when you like watch something. I want you to be like, Oh my gosh. Like, and I want you to watch things and like, and think and be like, wow, like look at this little Easter egg. Like I wonder if any, like, did he know that he did this? I'm like, yeah, I, I knew that. Cause I, I stress out so much when I edit things. Like I literally, like I, I spend so much time editing things, but, um, but I, I get told like, a, like multiple times, even like from my girlfriend too, like every wedding, I beat myself up every single time. It's just like, I could have done this better. And then like, even when I'm editing, I'm like, I go through this thing where like, I get so depressed and I'm just like, I can't even edit. Cause like, I feel like, oh my God, it's not going to be good enough and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, like 
something clicks in my head and then I just like get to town and I start working. And, um, and she has realized this. She's like, it's your process. I'm like, my process sucks. <laughs> like I hate this process. You're too hard on yourself. You're way I know, too hard. I, I'm 100% right? hard on myself, but, um, but at the same time too, it's like, I feel like that's what helps me too, because I, I feel like honestly, I, it sounds it's like, what's your weakness? Like, Hmm. Well, I care too much or I'm too early, <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, like, I feel like I just, I care too much sometimes when like, when it comes to like little details and like, I look at it from a videographer's perspective. Like, I'm just like, Oh, the sound is terrible. Or, like this happened on the wedding day. So the, the audio is not as good. I always look at it from a videographer's perspective, but then all of a sudden, like what really matters is just a couple. It's like when they see the video and they're just like so happy, I'm just like, Oh, like that feels so good. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's, it's funny. It's like when you go through those, those stages of like, it's like that imposter syndrome, right? It's like, yeah. you think you're not good enough, but it turns out you're more than good enough. You're great at what you do. And then it's like, I don't know if that gets ingrained at, on people. Cause I'm like that too, with certain things. It's like, and I'm trying to, and I'm turning 40 this year, Mike. So it's like, I, I continually tell myself on a daily basis, it's like, you're not going to be perfect at everything you're going to do. You're actually going to be pretty terrible at a lot of stuff. Um, but as long as you're learning and as long as you can constantly improve and you give yourself the, the benefit of the doubt um, to change it, I think that the, you're in a good place, right? Like yeah. I, 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 I get the imposter mentality. Like when I used to do the radio and TV stuff, like my first time on TV, I was like, oh my God, like I can't do this. I can't do this. But And then I would like freak out. Because here I am doing it live. And now it's like, you know, you learn things like even when we were starting to develop the show, it's like, do we even do it? Do we, you know, how, do, what if this isn't right? It's like, just try it, try yeah, it and true. see how it goes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, even like, I remember when, like, even like when you asked me to film your wedding and then immediately after that, basically I was looking into, buy, like, uh, looking into a DSLR which funny, funny thing is, is I didn't even end up buying a DSLR until after I broke my leg, which by the way, like growing and stuff like that, breaking my leg was like one of the, one of the best things that could have happened to me, <laughs> which is funny because like, I remember I, I broke my leg skateboarding and then right after I was so worried about like, Oh my God, what am I going to do for work and stuff like that? And then I realized I'm like, Hey, actually like, I'm pretty happy not going back to the shop. And then immediately I, I looked into DSLRs and that's when I like, I just like watch so much content of like learning how to like, like the filmmaking side of it and not just like the editing side. Cause I never, I didn't know when I, I filmed everything in auto before, you know, 2017. So uh, just like, yeah, like little blessings in disguises of just like breaking my leg and just like, okay, now I'm just, now I'm creating my own business because <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I real cause being away from work, I realized that I needed time away from work cause it was, it was, you know, it's not good for me mentally. I think it's a good way to reframe things in your life though, right? It's, it, you take a look at <clears throat> things that may have been very negative, but you reframe them to say, maybe this is the universe's way of showing me that there is another door. There is something else yeah. that I should be doing. There's something I should be doing. And it's hard. It is, it's one of the toughest things I think any individual will have to go through in their lives is when they have to take a step back, yeah. or even several steps back and say, what can I do? Like what's next? And I think for me personally, and I know, I know 
you've been like this way with Rudy and, and, and your fam jam. I want to talk about your awesome family too in the next couple of minutes and some really cool stuff that you guys have been doing. But when you can kind of scale back and cut out all the BS, and I'm going to say you cut out all the BS that's around mm. and you can say, what are the top three things that really matter to me? Go. And it's like, you know, for me, it's like keeping my son safe, keeping my son healthy and happy. Uh, taking care of my wife and making sure she's 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 happy and we're happy. And then for me, it's like reestablishing my friendships and 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 really reinforcing that and how to be a good person and and relay myself to my friends. And I think once you can kind of get that, and, and and you carve out the rest of whatever it is in life, I think things get a little bit simpler because if you you really align your goals to those those different pillars, you can move forward a little bit clearer because a lot of that noise comes from outside. Yeah, honestly, and 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 it is just like the mindset, right? It's just like focus, like just like like why, like what are you, why are you here doing this, or like you know what's the purpose of things? And it's just like getting down to the root of like why you're doing something, I guess, right? And it's like what's important to you. So just can't like forget what's important to me, you know? Like I, I just want to like do the things that make me happy, and like and and do what i want to do for a living at the same time and also do stuff with your awesome family because i want to show you a clip here i mean you guys were like all over just a few months ago here oh, yeah. uh look at jerry d here at the cbc you guys are on canada's family feud the canadian family feud so tell me a little bit about this um oh wait, man it was a wild ride so back in 2019 or so, yeah 2019 we tried out like we uh my my aunt and cousin were at Tim Hortons and they heard that family feud were, were coming to Canada and it was for season one. So they're like, Oh, like let's, let's get a family together. So they created a group, a group chat. Um, and first people who said that they were in, were basically in the, the family feud group. And so we're like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to send our audition tape. So we sent our audition tape. Um, we went through like the audition process. We went to Toronto for in-person auditions where we had to, like play mock games with like 60 other families and like there was three other rooms with like 60 other families like there's so many people and this was before covid obviously right but yeah for sure um, but uh but we didn't we didn't get accepted for that one so we uh we heard that season two was coming back and we're like okay this time we're making a facebook page we're doing skits we're tagging them and everything and um and honestly <laughs> oh oh sorry i was reading the comment but uh but honestly, like we, we work so hard and, um, we work so hard and I, it's something that I never thought that we would actually be able to do. Like my sister and I, we've grown up watching game shows our entire lives. Like our, like our memory is just GSN, like the game show network, just watching, uh, watching the match game, family feud, wheel of fortune. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, and when we finally got the call to like go on, uh, it was just like, such, it was just such an experience, man. Like just like the entire experience with my family, uh, being there on stage, seeing like what goes behind, like what goes on behind like the scenes, like the producers. Um, it was, it was so crazy. Like I just, from a videographer standpoint, like seeing everything behind this, it was, that was the coolest part for me that, and, uh, they really make you feel really comfortable. Like they really, they do a really good job, like warming you up, playing like a little mock game first. And then you, you, uh, you go, you go in your little cove and you know how like you, you walk, you run out and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna play the family feud. you do that a couple of times before they actually bring you out. And then they bring Jerry Dio and, uh, and yeah, like even like 
the time where Jerry D was coming up, my sister and like my cousin Dahlia didn't even know, didn't even know that we were filming for the show because they made us feel so comfortable. Like even beforehand that we're just like, are we, is it live right now? Are we like, yeah, it was, it was awesome. But like, are we actually doing this? Like am yeah, I arbitrarily clapping my hands? Like, but I, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things too, where it's like such a crazy, I don't know. It's like, if you would have told me like three years ago too, that, or like a couple years ago that my family and I would try out for family feud and we would actually succeed. I would never believe you, but something, something about that experience and just like going on TV and like the whole audition process, like it sparked so much more in me that like that I, I never thought that I would be on national television like that. Now I'm just like, I want to do more and bigger things. And like, yeah, I just like, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I just like, I want to put myself out there. Like even this, uh, this podcast today, I was so nervous. Like, Oh, come on. I know. I know. It's just like, like we're friends or whatever. And it's just going to be a conversation. But like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like we're live here. <laughs> it's, it, it's, I always tell people like, <clears throat> and, and that was the, that was a struggle with the show. Right. It's like Carrie and I were talking about when I, I wanted to do this. I've been wanting to do this show for God, uh, probably since 2019 when I left the CBC, I'm like, I miss doing the long type of format, the chit chat, uh, when I was at AM 800 doing my shows, it was always like five minute segments. And then we got to go to a commercial break for like 10 minutes and then back yes. with another five minutes. And it's like, you can not really get, just when you get the guests going, it's like, you got to go. Right. And then it's like, we, we want to do it live. And Carrie's like, mm, are you sure about live? And I'm like, no, I'm good with live. Like I, I like to do live because then we can re we can tape it and put it on his, you know, I, I'm cognizant of not everyone's going to watch a live broadcast, but, you know, hopefully you do listen or watch the re-roll of it. So yeah. um, I was just happy that you decided to do, you know, come on the show because I've been bugging you to do something like this for quite some time. So honestly, back back a couple of years ago, too, I remember you asked me for something uh, for another uh, podcast thing, too. And uh, yeah, like I I just honestly just appreciate that you even consider me right. Like, I think it's it's super cool. Like, I think you're, I, I think you're a good dude. And I think, um, I'm, 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 it makes me happy to see that you're happy and you're in a really good place and you're doing great things. Right. And this is what the show was about. It's like somebody I ran into a couple days ago said, Hey, you're doing that uh, project live thing. What, what is that? And I'm like, you know, honestly, it's like <clears throat> the news today and, and content today is so damn negative. It is so negative. And I'm not saying everything's going to be sunshine and lollipops. I'm fully aware. I think everyone's fully aware of the state of the world today. But I think, you know, speaking about mental health, I think mental health has to be balanced of, of your viewers and your listeners when you provide that content that is also somewhat enlightening and you get to know about your neighbors. You get to know about different people in this community. You get to mm -hmm. really feel a connection to people. And, and, I, and, and I used to hang my hat on that very much when I was in broadcast. I, I pride. You can ask people difficult questions, but I also feel like you can be respectful of their time and 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 who they are so i i just glad that you came on the show i mean i i was very pumped to see you here and then you know when i saw you on family feud i was like oh man mike's killing it so here's my question though so you said you want to do bigger and better things are you, are you what's next then are you are you gonna apply to something else like another game show a type of reality show thing yeah i uh so i guess nobody really knows about this like i've kind of put like subtle like easter eggs and hints there here and there and i've told a few friends but um, I really want to apply for Big Brother Canada. My uh, my sister, my sister, uh, my sister and I have actually just been like gearing up for it, and like we've been like prepping for it. Not that I'm gonna let the other house guests know about that, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, like I, I uh, 
So the funny thing is how I got into even like wanting to apply for it is like, okay, first of all, the family feud thing uh, sparked it. But um, I went, okay, last summer I went for a walk with my mom, right? Um, I went for a walk with my mom and uh, we were walking, we were walking the dogs and I took this picture of her. She was walking my dog and she was walking her dog. And um, I took this picture of her the very next day. She got into a really bad car accident and she broke her ankle. So, um, so ever like since then, like, or I mean, like at the time I was over there every day and she was a uh, big brother, like America started like, or whatever. And I, I remember watching season one and season two with my, uh, my family back in the day, but I just like never watched it. And then like my family would always watch it and I'd be like, you're watching big brother, like, ha ha ha, you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, <laughs> but then, and then when I was watching with my mom, like I, I got so into it. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I was, I got so hooked into it. And then, uh, and then I, I got into uh big brother Canada and I watched like season eight before, like when the pandemic hit and it got cut short. And then I watched season nine, uh, every week with my sister and stuff when, um, Tara, Tara Gillen was on. Um, yep. We had her on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I saw that. That's awesome. I uh, honestly, I, I started following her after that because uh, I I, li I liked what she represented, and then also like the things that she shares too about just like mindset stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll support you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just like I, and then and then I start watching the show and I see people dressed up like Oreos, Dunkin' and Milk. I'm like, I want to be that. I want to be an Oreo. <laughs> But honestly, you, not even not even just that. Like, I honestly think I would be really good at it. Like, I think I feel like I would be pretty good at it. I feel like I would have a really good social game and I would like try to play the most honest game as I can. And then also I think I would be a comp beast. So so hopefully, uh, and that's just like that's just confident talking, but that's so you, Mike. Yeah, an Oreo, hopefully. You've got so much. I mean, the comments continue to come in, and that's what I love about the show is that we want people to be joining the conversation between my guests and I. Mike Teves is on the program this evening, and uh, you've got a lot of support here with everybody uh, on the program here. And Alma says, "Yeah, I got the scoop. I got the scoop. That is a scoop first on the project, right? Great idea, Mike. So um, you're doing this. You're hoping to do this. So like, what what goes through? You got to send in the tapes. Like, you got to solicit yourself to these folks. Like, how do we do? How do we make this happen to get you on the show? So, uh, so they just announced season ten, but I uh, they haven't uh, they haven't mentioned anything about like the audition tape process. But I know from like the past, uh, uh, people would just have to send in like a three minute video, and I already have like so many funny ideas for it. And like, you know, excuse me, like. I don't know. I just, I feel like there's so many different elements I can add to it that would make it really funny. And like, I, I, I was talking to my friend Danny actually at a, at a wedding a little bit ago. Uh, and I, I haven't told this to very many people, like only like very like close friends, but, um, I was telling Danny and I'm just like, yeah, I want to try out for big brother Canada. And she's like, Oh, you would get on. And she's like, she, she bet me. And she's like, like, I'll bet, I bet that you'll get on. I'm like, I bet that I'll get on too. And we're like, okay, bet. And we're like, wait a minute. Like, what are we betting? A hundred dollars but okay, do we pay each other? Like, yeah, like you take out a hundred dollars, I'll take a hundred dollars. And when I get on, we'll trade each other a hundred dollars. But if I lose, then we just have to drink to each We just have to drink each other. <laughs> I mean, drink with each other, not each other. Yeah, sorry, Danny. That's there me. You go. That's I want my hundred dollars. We'll just my trade dollars. I'll take That's out the you take out a C-note and we'll trade. That's it. So, uh, so you'll you'll let me know. Obviously, I, I'm sure I'll follow you on social media. I follow you on social media anyways, but if you get in, I mean- 
that's pretty awesome, right? I mean, it's funny because be... I was. Uh, it's funny because I was gonna. I was trying to keep it as quiet as I can for a little bit, but it's just like may as well. Like I already spilled the beans to you earlier because, yeah. um, just to the self confidence thing, and like I guess like, you, you know, like do being afraid but doing it anyway. But also like I feel like the more times you tell yourself you're you're nervous, you're just gonna be more nervous. So if you tell yourself you're confident, fake it till you make it. I guess. It's the truest thing. I don't think uh, people don't realize the power of that. Fake it till you make it. I mean, I don't think you're ever ready for anything in your life. You just kind of have to jump first and you learn to fly on the way down, right? And yeah. uh, I, 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 I have no doubt in my mind if they don't at least consider you, I think the show needs a good head shake. So um, that's exciting stuff. Exactly. And speaking of head shakes here, hang on. I got to go back in the comments here. Somebody uh, brought this up and I want to talk to you because Listen, I've had the COVID cut from Carrie since this all happened. I it think looks I think she does a good job. Like, yeah. Honestly, she does a really good job. I, I go to a guy in Amherstburg. I've been going to him for many years. His name is Mario. God bless him. Such a great guy. I started bringing uh, Liam to go see Mario too. And then he was like, actually looks forward to getting his haircut. So we go his father and son haircut days to Mario's. And pandemic hits. That's not happening anymore. So at one point, I think it was like April last year, I, had, I looked like a Filipino Hanson. Like I had like, you know what I mean? Like, like a bucket head and Carrie's like, oh no, cut your hair. So she's been doing the COVID cut. She's been doing a really good job. I got to bring up this comment. Uh, somebody made a comment uh, about those luscious locks here uh, on Mike Teves. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, so you have not cut your hair since uh, the pandemic started? Oh no, I, I cut my hair a couple of times actually. Okay. I, uh, okay. I cut my hair right before, uh, before Family Feud. I cut my hair right before that, and then I cut my hair probably about a month ago, maybe like a month and a half ago. But I think I I, I kind of want to just like keep growing it, but I uh, it kind of gets annoying every once in a while, like it gets in her face and stuff. But I'm just kind of going with the flow. <laughs> I think it looks awesome. I think there's people who can who can obviously do it, and I think it it works really well for you, right? It's it's kind of yeah. like because I on your website you've got like the short look right, but now mm -hmm. you've got the long locks. You're gonna keep it for a while, or yeah. I uh, the funny thing is is like uh, I I started growing at the beginning of the pandemic, and uh, I I thought it was just gonna be like a pandemic look or whatever. But I honestly I've been wanting to grow my hair for the longest time, and there's just like awkward stages when it comes to like growing your hair sometimes. So it's just like mm -hmm. um, it took a little bit, but I'm just like yeah, this is my look now and. Some people mistake me for Weird Al, but I mean, I, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Some other, some, some other people have have mentioned like, "Oh, you look like Frank Zappa." I'm like, like a little dated, but like, okay, cool. I'll take that reference. That's I'll, good. I'll take, yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take, it. take it. I like the Weird Al reference too. I think uh, yeah. Weird Al is a legend. I was, right? I was so, I was so hyped when uh, when Jerry D said that I like. He's like, "Do you know uh, who you look like?" And I'm like, oh, like I, I get Bob Ross, which I don't get. I like, I like, I don't understand. But uh, and I get Weird Al, and he's like Weird Al, and I was just like, yes, like I was so excited because I'm like Weird Al. I, I love Weird Al, like growing up and everything. Like I remember in grade eight music class, I sang Just Eat It, like in the front of the class, just like by myself. <laughs> <laughs> See, you got it right. People like, listen, Just Eat It. Good tune from Weird Al. Um, Mike Teams is my guest here. We've got a couple more minutes to left to go on the show. We are live here on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Comments continue to roll in. We'd love to hear from you today. Just comment away and we'll bring it up in the chat. And if you're watching the rebroadcast of this on YouTube or listening to this on Spotify, 
uh, Mike, you can uh, always check out his work or follow him on social media as well. Okay, so you're a dog lover. You are a mental health advocate. You are an expert videographer. Do the comedy stuff on the side. Uh, another connection between you and I that we are very passionate about is the world of, ta-da, video games. Um, that's right. A little Donkey Kong action there for you. This my, my One of my choices in Mario Kart. We, we kind of talked about this last week with Adam Castle. We went into this whole uh shebang about we wanted this rabbit hole of nerdiness but uh i know you're a huge nintendo fan you, you, yeah you love the nintendo I, I, favorite games what are you playing do you have time to play right now uh, what are you into the thing is is uh i haven't i haven't ha actually had time to play video games in a little bit like every once in a while I'll, I'll play like the classics right like i still love pokemon like i'm so like I really want to play that new Pokemon Snap game so bad. I've been waiting for so long for a new Pokemon Snap game. It's like Pokemon and taking pictures at the same time. Like that's 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 you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, uh, um, honestly, just like classic Mario games, like Super Mario Three, like uh, just all those classic games. Uh, Mario Kart, Super Smash Bros, Mario Party, like all. I don't know. I'm just like, I love Nintendo because it's so fun. Like I just feel like Nintendo really like had the concept of just like being like a colorful like console kind of and not too not too worried about like the realistic side of things of just like guns and stuff like that but like you got like mario you got donkey kong you know it's just like it's super colorful and like i just love that vibe and i consider myself a colorful person too but uh, but i i going back to a a, a great uh grade uh one journal uh what i wanted to be when i grew up was i wanted to play nintendo and uh that's a solid that's a solid life goal i tell you right yeah. now that's solid but um but yeah like what's what's your what's your favorite game of all time like when it comes to oh my god uh well i'm i'm a pretty big goldeneye 007 fan from the n64 i mean i used to spend a large part of my holy names high school uh during the late 90s uh with my long eddie vetter hair believe it or not uh, oh yeah, I've seen a picture before. I'm pretty sure you showed me. Brutal, just brutal. I talk like this and be like, "Oh, let's go play Goldeneye." Uh, we would sit in my parents' basement, me and my I feel friends. Like we would have been friends back then. Yeah, we would have. We would have been. We would have been like super friends. I will tell you. And this. I and but, I and I would have watched Star Wars back then too because I know you're a huge Star Wars fan. Oh my god, I love Star Wars. Star Wars actually for me has been a love hate relationship. Like where it went off the rails for me was like the Last Jedi. Like, I could do a whole show on that. And and then The <laughs> Mandalorian. I it just it's just like a terrible movie. Like like the way they shot The Last Jedi fine, but it's like you can't tell me you didn't poop the bed with that whole storyline with with the 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 Disney trilogy. It's like there was no plan, there was no rhyme or reason and to do like they just kind of said, "Hey, this is cool. Let's do this in the second one." And we got a new director, let's do this. And it frustrates me to like no end because if you look at Marvel, and what they're doing with all of their storytelling across multiple platforms. Man, it's like, it's insane. And there's a market for it too, from a business standpoint. So what redeemed me for Star Wars is the Mandalorian. Like when that came out on Disney plus, I was a hundred percent hooked. And yeah. like Liam, Liam and I, I'm trying to convince Carrie to like, let me buy the full on Mandalorian suit for Halloween. So I could get Liam to go as baby Yoda. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, so I'm trying to figure that out, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, video game wise, I mean, I, we, 
Carrie finally bought me a Switch, and uh, that's upstairs. We have like the Mario Party. We have, um, I have said Mario Party's her fave as well. Um, And then we have uh, Mario Kart is like one of my favorite jams. I actually started to get Liam to start to play Mario Kart 2. So hopefully, I mean, he's got the little matchbox cars you can buy now. Mm-hmm. But um, and I'm a big Xbox guy. I love my Xbox always. I think the last time we knew I hung out, I was uh, we, we had the Xbox going, and I was kind of showing you. Actually, I I love that game, like the uh, the the Walking Dead game that we were playing the one time I was at your house. Yes, you that was the uh, honestly. I found that so interesting. I was like, oh my, that was awesome. It, it was the Telltale game, right? Or you can kind of mm. like choose your own adventure, right? Which is yeah. uh, I actually I, I tell my backlog of games to get through, but. It's just funny. It's like you take a look at like video games. Again, if you were to tell like 14-year-old arms that, hey, be, like, there's a culture built around video games. Like people are making money, Mike, yeah. at these eSport things, which like blows my freaking mind. It's Not like I was bad. born. It's like Switch stuff. Like people like just yeah. going on and crashing yeah, racing. You know, that's a solid one too, CTR. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I see some of these things. It's like you can go to college. You can go to St. Clair College now. You can go into the eSport program, which I know some of the guys that run it. And like these kids are like getting sponsorships and they're like playing like and a lot of the games though for me, like this is old man arms coming out now. It's like I try playing them and they're like so involved. It's like there's almost too much going on. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't I can't process it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just it's it's a different world to be in, I think. As a as a pop culture fan and nerd, it's a different world. It is. Like I'm I'm happy like with how how like how far and like just video games itself like i don't know like even even if i were to tell myself like back in the day that there was going to be like 30 hundred mario games like in the future <laughs> that i wouldn't yeah. have to like still be playing the same three <laughs> but the classics are good though i mean the fact that the nintendo, nintendo released this the small nes and the super nes i mean those are i i love them too i mean one of my my biggest gems is like mortal kombat i've always been a mortal kombat fan I'll go back and play the midway stuff, but I love Mortal Kombat too. But yeah, um, I, I, still- I, grew up, I grew up playing like Sega and like the Mortal Kombat games too. Like my dad still owes me a thousand dollars from beating him in every single Mortal Kombat match. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy says MJ's Moonwalker. Yeah, I uh, I have that game for Sega, and it's so good. It's amazing. The last time I actually, the last time I played it was actually at Danny's house. Um, and she was a client. I, I filmed uh, her uh, her and Ali's wedding, which was my first same sex wedding. Shout out to Ali and Danny, but uh, and thank you for tuning in. But uh, last time I was with them, uh, she's a huge uh, Michael Jackson fan. So I brought over like the Sega, and I brought over Michael Jackson Moonwalker, and it's such a funny game. Like you just go around. And it's gonna sound weird, but you just go around finding little kids. <laughs> I, I like. I, I hope it's somebody a else different can back me up on this. Anybody else who played this game can back me up on this, but it's an amazing game. It's so fun. They got it's, like uh, 8-bit redemptions of the uh, songs. Redemption. Is it the, the Moonwalker game? Is it like you're not, it's overhead, but it's like you're on like angles? Like you're you're viewing him from the top or is it like a side scroller? Oh, it's just a, it's a side scroller. Like uh, you, start, you start off in like the, uh, the smooth criminal, like uh, music video. Uh, level where you're in like a like a bar and you just like you just hop on like karaoke machines and pool tables and you like kick people with your little sparkles and then you open doors and find (laughs) little kids but like honestly like next time next time we hang out like i gotta bring the sega and like a bunch of like old sega games and we gotta just like nerd it out 
Okay, two questions for Sega, right? One of them, uh, do you have Sonic Spinball? Because that was my jam. I do not. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I actually, try to f- oh, no, 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 never mind. I don't. I got to try to find it because that was good. And there was another one that I loved to play on the Sega. So we were never Sega people growing up. Like we had the Nintendo, we were big Nintendo people in my place. But um, I used to play at my friend's house all the time. It was the X-Men game for Sega. Which yeah, was like I, a side have, I have an X-Men game for Sega too. Oh, so good. I'm going to have, when I get home, I'm going to have to like take a picture of all my Sega games and send them to you. <laughs> please, please, please do. Yeah. Uh, JC Lee says, I remember that video game vividly. Yeah. And I played uh, it a lot. <laughs> best game ever from Danny. And, and he, he, I'm pretty sure that's like a Michael Jackson reference too. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mike, uh, I just want to say thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, you're a solid dude. You. Um, I, I wish you nothing but the best in, in your life. I know that you're going to go amazing places. And, you know, I, I try to ask my guests the, this to try to do something impactful, something lasting. Uh, what, what, what kind of message do you want to put out there into the world? Like, what do you, what do you want to share with folks, you know, during certain like a negative, negative world that we live in? Like, there's got to be some positive into this. Like, what do you want to share with folks about, you know, their journeys and what they're going through on a day to day basis? Um, that honestly, from what I've learned is, uh, there's a, there's a few things, there's a few things that always kind of stick out with me, but I think of like, be afraid, but do it anyways, because like, if, if I didn't like make that Facebook page to even start my business, like that's just like the first start, right? Like sometimes people think of like the bigger picture as a whole, but like people forget to like, like make lists and like break things down. So even like, just like the first step of like making a little Facebook page first, um, that was like a huge step or whatever. So like, be afraid, but do it anyway. Another one that I really love is, uh, don't let the world change your smile. Let your smile change the world. Um, and then also I think like just, uh, faking it till you make it, uh, and, and, uh, be confident in yourself. Like, like try to stay true to yourself, uh, self and, uh, and yeah, like you'll just be happier being yourself. Like, you it's it's on i've never read this book before but i imagine like summed up the subtle art like the subtle art of not giving an f is mm-hmm. this maybe maybe summary just try not to give an f um yeah. and just do it just do it and just be yourself and like you just like you'll have such such a happier life um and i also try to another thing too is um I remember back, back in the day, I'm not going to get too deep here, but like, I was going like, even like when I was 19, I was going through like a really, really hard time um, in life. And I remember like stepping out of that and like looking at myself and like my life from a different perspective. And this is before, like, um, you know, like when I had much less, but I always, I always had the mindset of like, who do I want to, like, who do I want to be? How do I want to be remembered? So I always try to like, think of like, when I, when I leave this world or whatever, like, how do I want to be remembered? So I want to be remembered as somebody that will help somebody, somebody that would be like a positive influence or somebody that's just like, you know, just positive in general or somebody that will like help them out at some point, you know? I think those are all fantastic things to kind of surround yourself with as you make your way in and out of life. So I, I just want to say thanks for being a great friend and uh, thanks for always supporting my family and, 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 you know, having our backs and, you know, being a great guy in general. Honestly, like I, I thank you guys so much too. Like you were there from the start, like, like, like the beginning of like my videography thing and just like my growth too. And 
and you guys been so supportive like the entire thing so uh yeah i just i honestly feel like uh everything just kind of kind of comes full circle right like you just meet like the people you need to meet in life and like you kind of just like stick on to those people and then as you grow as you grow you start to realize the people that are negative towards you and then sometimes you kind of just have to let those people go but it's you know sometimes it's hard sometimes it's not hard but like i don't know it's always been easy with you god bless you man take care of yourself uh i'm gonna circle back with you in a couple months probably have you back on the show so watch out maybe we do like a whole video game episode or something that would be amazing i love it okay take care of yourself mike thank you so much okay thank you mike teaves my seventh guest uh, seventh show here on the arms movement like project solid guy doing some amazing things here in the windsor essex area and probably one of the best if not the best videographer in the area for events weddings you name it check out his website mike teaves films.com and you heard it here first if he gets on big brother he dropped the bomb he's going to try to go for it here on the show so that's going to do it for this edition of the arms boom and like project i want to thank everybody watching the live stream or if you're catching this in the podcast or rebroadcast on youtube we appreciate you tuning in don't forget next week we have uh, a bit of the musician uh vibe on the program we have chrissy cochran and mike hargraves lined up uh to talk about music here in YQG and uh, to tell us a little bit more about what they've been up to over the last little bit. They're fantastic musicians and I'm really happy to have them on the show. And then I should make a quick plug. We have so many really cool guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, We have some people that uh, have been newsmakers. We have had people who are doing some really cool stuff behind the scenes and uh, it's going to be some really interesting back and forth here on the show, just like we, we had with Mike. So Uh, Thank you for listening and watching and spending some time with us on the Arms, Boom, and Light Project. Take care of yourself. Have a great rest of the week. And we will see you back next week, Friday, with Mike and Christy. Take care. (laughs) 